Thanks for tuning into the Life in the Front Office podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And thanks to Suja Organic for their support. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode on the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Excited for episode 350 here with our guest, Mark Fine, CEO of Las Vegas Lacrosse, uh, the Las Vegas Desert Dogs, one of the expansion teams in the National Lacrosse League. Uh, excited to be with Mark, kind of talk about his background, how he got there, um, a little bit about what's marketing. Uh, he might have some experience or some knowledge to, uh, to drop on us, but Nonetheless, Mark, uh, excited to chat today and welcome. Thanks, Jake, for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's just start off with uh, a quick, who are the Desert Dogs? Uh, what are you doing in Vegas? Uh, and, you know, if someone doesn't know what the Desert Dogs are, uh, you know, how, how would they find out about the National Lacrosse League? Sure. Um, Yeah, the Las Vegas Desert Dogs were the 15th team in the National Lacrosse League. Um, We announced our formation last June 2021. We're owned by uh, Joe Sy, uh, who owns the Brooklyn Nets, New York Liberty and Barclays Center, along with a few other lacrosse properties. Uh, And then Wayne Gretzky uh, uh, and his son-in-law, Dustin Johnson, and, and head coach Steve Nash of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, which form, you know, a great ownership uh, here in, in the National Cross League. So uh, we would invite everybody to go to uh, LasVegasDesertDogs.com where we have more information on ourselves. Uh, how I got here, um, that's, a, that's a long-winded answer probably, but uh, I'll give kind of the short version of how my, my last step. Uh, I was with the Brooklyn Nets for two years. I started with the Nets um, when Joe Sai uh, was a, a minority owner, and I got to know him and, and the folks uh, with his team uh, for with his within his family office of Blue Pool Capital. Uh, and for two years, I was with the Nets as their VP of team marketing, and uh, you know I got the opportunity to come out here to Las Vegas to you know be, become part of the startup and, and lead the efforts from the business operations side. So I feel very fortunate about that. Uh, I've been here for over a year now, and uh, it's great. We finally got players. So uh, just a couple of weeks ago in the expansion draft. So that feels great to see, you know, other people, um, you know, at one point it, it literally uh, felt like I, we were running this out of, you know, my basement uh, in New York. So to see it kind of come together uh, thus far, it's come a long way in a year, a long way to go uh, in for, for our season starting in five months. Yeah. When we first chatted, you're like, we don't have a name. We don't have players. I'm like, so what is this right so uh excited to see expansion drafts take place uh you've got a roster you you know you're getting ready for the 22 23 season um usually starts in may correct me if i'm wrong no uh we will start in early december um the indoor schedule the box lacrosse schedule in the the nll uh is is uh, early december through the end of april got it so uh, you're you're kind of catching that that time period where football is ending, mm-hmm. baseball is not happening yet until you know spring training kicks up. 
you've got NBA and and, and uh, NHL going on, but mm-hmm. you know, what's the major competition? You know, we play on fr- uh, generally the league plays on Friday and Saturday nights on a weekly basis. So um, I think you know because you're we're weekly um, and we're playing on you know pretty good nights of the week, uh, your weekend nights. Um, you're going to have general competition uh, with, with any entertainment, you know, property. Uh, I don't see another sport per se as our competition. I see a sport that's closest to us as being ice hockey, but I don't see it as a direct competitor um, because we're such a different product in our offering. Um, It's funny. I got asked that that question kind of last night um, by uh, a member of our ownership group. And I had said that, you know, um, the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, we're, we're going to make sure that none of our home games uh, appear on the same night as a Vegas Golden Knight home game. But it is this, a very similar audience, the same, you know, demographic and psychographic of uh, an ice hockey fan, a Vegas Golden Knight fan uh, is going to be is going to be our fan. And you're in what well, some would argue the entertainment capital of the world. So you might have that. Yeah. To, uh but it's kind of a compliment, right? Like there's plenty of things to do in Vegas and then, hey, come come see a Desert Dogs game. Well, no doubt. And, and look, for us to be successful, and I believe that's the case for any local professional team here, it is going to be based on, on garnering locals. Um, you know, we, uh, we need to capture the local market. And yes, uh, there is a great tourism market here. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, if we can capture the local market and, you know, uh, like the other teams here have, uh, you know, road fans come in uh, from their favorite team. We have five Canadian teams in the National Cross League and they all travel really well. This this sport uh, is is the national sport of Canada, not not a, not ice hockey, believe it or not. So, uh, I mean, it's really a well-known sport and a well-played sport up in Canada. And Las Vegas is the number one destination of Canadians to vacation in the United States. Uh, I think that that bodes really well for us. But thus far, you know, where we stand at this point, you know, we've only been selling season tickets and 98 percent of those season tickets are, are to locals thus far. Amazing. So you talked about your ownership group uh, in the very first, you know, opening statements. Uh, how, I mean, just working for those guys, like the, the knowledge, the, the experience that they have within the world of sports between Gretzky, Johnson, Nash, mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned Joe. I mean, what's it like to learn from them? I mean, they're brilliant people and they've been incredibly successful in their careers, uh, in their sporting careers, obviously, uh, and beyond, uh, you know, certainly in, in all of their cases. So um, I would say, you know, we're, we're most involved with, uh, you know, Joe, uh, followed by Wayne. Um, you know, it's great to see Wayne um, wear some of our, our merchandise. Um, we saw like about a month and a half, two months ago, uh, when we announced our team name, he was sitting behind home plate of a Los Angeles Dodgers game and he was wearing desert dogs merch, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, he played the sport, uh, when he grew growing up in Canada, as did, uh, head coach Steve Nash was familiar with the sport growing up in Canada. Um, and actually if you, if you Google Wayne Gretzky and lacrosse, you know, his father is quoted as saying that you know, Wayne became the great one and really was a great stick handler in ice hockey because he picked up those skills in box lacrosse. 
And then you have Joe, uh, who has, you know, uh, incredible business knowledge and, um, you know, is, is owning uh, a, a good amount of properties like that. Like I mentioned before, uh, I uh, worked for Joe for, at uh, a very, you know, medium rung uh, as a VP of marketing at the Brooklyn Nets. And, um, you know, the Nets have become uh, a well-talked about team, certainly lately uh, on the court. And, um you know, he's uh, been able to apply a lot of his business knowledge and a you know, incredible amount of his business knowledge to, you know, his sports properties, including this one. And the, and the cool thing about Joe is he really does treat his sports properties all equally. He's, he's very involved. He provides input. He's caring, um, you know, uh, just as much about us as he, as he would be with the NBA team. So that's really nice. Our, our front office staff had the opportunity to go to dinner with them uh, just last night. <clears throat> and, um, you know, uh, that's not going to be always the case at, at some of the other properties, even in our league where you, you have, uh, you know, the chance to meet uh, someone like Joe and, and, and hear back from him and uh, see how much he cares about, you know, this pr property. That's, that's a great thing. You mentioned, you know, kind of the, the various experiences, right, that, that those guys have had and, and the background even playing and so on and so forth. When you think about the role that you're taking coming from the marketing world, what are some of the, what are, you know, there's, there's the athlete part, right. And, yeah. and, and then there's the true business side where yeah. you've got to let people know who are the desert dogs and so on. So is, does your marketing experience from the nets and the Mets and, and the globe trotters and so on <laughs> come into play? I, I, I can't, you know, we can't go through this podcast and not mention you work for the globe trotters. Cause I think it's an incredible experience. Uh, does, does all that experience, lead up to this to go, Hey, like, how do we market this team? Yeah. Well, my dad joke is I never lost a game when we were with the, Glo <laughs> with the Globetrotters. We, we never, never lost a game. Um, I've used that a bunch of times. Uh, so it's, it's wearing old among uh, my colleagues who've, who've heard me use that a few times. Uh, I think so. You know, what I was, what I was realizing is at the top of a, of, uh, you know, I was looking at like the top four, top five, you know, senior executives, the C, the CEOs, the, the COOs of the various sports properties um, in, you know, our league and, and actually in, in a lot of other leagues as well. And you don't have many marketing people at the top. It's generally uh, somebody from a legal background. Uh, in your case, you do actually. Uh, you have somebody, Derek, who came yeah. from public relations, but that's really rare. Um, uh, you know, compared to some of the other uh, folks who came from legal or finance or uh, in sponsorship or ticket sales, where I, I think it, I, I, I am able to utilize that knowledge um, in a startup environment where we're trying to introduce a brand and capture a brand and quite frankly, a market that's not very familiar with lacrosse as a sport at all. I mean, if you look at the 15 markets um, that the National Lacrosse League plays in with us included in that, you know, we're number 15 when it comes to participants of uh, youth lacrosse players uh, in our DMA. Now, hopefully we could change that, but I think that it, it does bode well for us to you know, really put our, ourselves out there from a marketing perspective uh, and awareness uh, perspective. I mean, I use kind of the general tenets of marketing and advertising of inform, persuade, remind. And right now, I think that we're in kind of a form and, and persuade mode. Um, 
we'll we'll be reminding people as we get a lot closer uh, into December and, and hopefully with a heavy frequency where we can create that conversion on a ticket sale. We sold uh, as of this moment, you know, a little over 1500 season tickets. And we're proud of that. Uh, we've got a ways to go, but we feel like we can um, you know, really uh, blow this thing out, out, out of the water, uh, maybe more so than I expected when I took this job. Um, I've been really amazed at how great of a community this, uh, you know, the Las Vegas community is. And I understand why a lot of teams want to move here um, because the fans, the local fans have been yearning. This is a sports town in its infancy. And I think 10, 15, 20 years from now, we'll look back and be like, think like, how did this town not have, you know, any of these major league sports properties? And we like to look at ourselves as a great sports property that's going uh, you know, be up and coming as well. And uh, I think for us being very community driven, uh, this is a number 40 TV market. Number 41 is Oklahoma City. We're talking about having all five you know, of the big five major league sports here in this town in only a matter of a few years. Then you have a WNBA team, you have us, you have an AHL team, you have an IFL team, you have a triple, right now you have a triple A minor league baseball team. XFL you know, is coming. XFL is coming. The G League is coming. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, you're number 41 is Oklahoma City. Uh, you, you couldn't imagine that with Oklahoma City. Uh, but that's sort of, you know, um, you know, what we're challenged with right now. And uh, yes, I think the long winded answer is I think that my, my marketing background in the various properties that I've been with has definitely helping me um, in navigating these waters. Well, one, one thing that stands out is when you when you talk to individuals who are getting into their careers or they're or they're moving up the ladder, usually the interest is in marketing, right? Like if, if you're in, you know, undergrad or graduate school and you ask someone what they want to do a lot of the times oh i want to i want to do marketing sports marketing right it's like well right let's take a step back there's a lot that goes into sports marketing it's yes. a very vague answer right and and i think a lot of younger professionals don't necessarily understand that marketing yes there's the brand component yes there's the storytelling and and mm -hmm. you know community aspect but like at the end of the day you also are supposed to drive revenue too right? yeah yeah and, and it's interesting jake like one thing that i found at a lot of the major league properties um and i remember saying this in, at the mets uh when i was at the mets i said that somebody with marketing their title in their title at a major league baseball property could be doing all 30 of them could be doing very different things um, and I noticed that uh, I came from a consumer marketing background. Um, I started my career with Comcast Spectacor and really cut my teeth in marketing there. And the belief was, and I hold on to this very belief to this day, it all starts with butts and seats. It all starts with a full house that obviously your revenue and ticket sales and your ancillary revenue and Parking merchandise, food and beverage is going to be up when you focus that way, when you have a full house. Your sponsors are going to be very happy. More eyeballs are seeing their activation with a full house. Um, your players, they're going to play better in front of a full house. They're going to want to play for your organization uh, when you have full houses. So I have always believed, and you talked about Comcast Spectacors, where I spent my first seven and a half years, and then I moved to the Globetrotters, where it was all about driving people to games, all about butts and seats. And I have to tell you, I don't see that in a lot of marketing positions 
in a lot of these, a lot of the major five sports properties. It is more about branding and storytelling is what I've kind of found. And I think that where um, I've been able to form really good relationships is I look at myself as somebody who is right next to the head of ticket sales uh, at any organization where we're working together to hit that number, to drive butts and seats and to utilize, I'm not getting on 80 to hundred cold calls a day, um, you know, calling potential, you know, season ticket members, but we're utilizing marketing assets um, and our uh, advertising and promotional expertises to drive people to games. Yeah, it's amazing when someone says, oh, I don't want to go into sales, but I want to go into marketing. It's like, well, it's pretty much the same thing. There's no doubt. You may not be making 100 calls, but it's a different, you know, it's it's different day to day, but same goal to some extent. Attendance at games couldn't be more crucial at this point uh, in in the sports business. It just is, it's the health of a brand. And that's something that, you know, I think that uh, I've really tried to drive that that narrative here with our fantastic front office that we that we formed here at the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. It's small but very nimble. Um, is that hey, uh, you know, uh, we can have the the best looking and most crisp looking creative, and and we should. Um, but empty seats aren't great for the brand. You know, um, having, you know, full houses, having the energy that comes with a full house makes for that strong brand. And that's something that we're trying to create. And it is from the ground up uh, because you're starting with zero, Um, you know, and literally we started with zero and uh, we've been able to move to 1500 season tickets. But, you know, soon we'll be introducing, you know, other uh, streams of revenue in the ticket sales world with single game tickets and group sales. And we've already started to sell some sweets, uh, some sweet sales as well. So, uh, you know, that's going to hopefully bring us to, you know, close to capacity. That, that's what we're aiming for. Amazing. Uh, as we wrap up here, Mark, uh, which just has been an incredible journey and story for uh, what the Desert Dogs will be uh, in the near future. Um, what's the one thing that you are excited about with the first game? Well, I mean, it was just kind of, my hope is, is that energy of, there's nothing like, you know, and every place that I've been, what makes this business different is that we're not looking at just numbers on a spreadsheet. You know, if I was in television sales or radio sales, I'm just looking at spreadsheets uh, to see success. We in this business get to see success through our audience. So, and the excitement, you know, we had a season ticket member event uh, recently and to see, you know, a few hundred people, you know, show up and they're in Las Vegas desert dogs gear. That's just so special. And I'm looking forward to that, uh, on opening night of seeing it all come together and having been part of this property, what would I, what will be for a year and a half, to see it all come together on opening night, hopefully with a high energy audience, really excited to be watching us and cheering for us. I can't wait, you know, for that. I can wait because we have a lot to do before then. Um, but I think the if we keep pushing, and it is pushing, we have to work really hard to get there. Um, you know, that payoff is going to be one of the most special things that we'll have in, in all of our careers. Best piece of merchandise someone should pick up from the desert dog store. We've got incredible hoodies 
you know, and I'm saying that when it's 110 degrees out here in Las Vegas, but hoodies, uh, we, we go through the legends brand, um, which is just a, a, a sleek fitting, um, you know, great feel athletic performance feel to it and really light. Our hoodies are really phenomenal. Last question for you, you know, typically it'd be like, Hey, what position could you see yourself playing, you know, baseball, basketball, like really? <laughs> oh gosh. But we're going to test you here. What position are you going? I mean, right now with uh, how I'm eating, uh, unfortunately, probably the goalie, uh, because goalies in the National Lacrosse League, uh, if you Google them, they're they're like elephants with all the padding. You know, I mean, so right now I probably have too much natural padding. So uh, it would be goalie. Goalie it is. Well, uh, hopefully you have more saves than goals uh, come your first game. And, uh, and and come away with a win, wouldn't that be special? But Mark, nonetheless, really appreciate your time, thoughts, perspectives on the Life in the Front Office podcast, episode 350. Really appreciate it, Mark. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Remember, you can get 15% off any one-time pack on shop.sujajuice.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O. And remember, if you like this episode or you like the Life in the Front Office podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Really appreciate you tuning in and stay tuned for the next one.